Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge God In, to your mind, your will, and your crazy emotions. Our mission at Edge God In is to champion your human potential in Christ. It is the voice of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project. If you haven't explored us or joined our community over there, we welcome you to check it out at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We have a six-week study guide. I'm actually going to be pulling from uh, the six-week study guide in today's podcast, the Emotional Intelligence in Christ six-week study guide, as well as the Emotional Intelligence in Christ book. We all desire to become the boss of our emotions, right? It is those those triggers that just come out of nowhere. And, and I know I've shared this before, but I was knocked out the ring uh, at the Colorado State Championship in Taekwondo by an illegal hook kick to my head uh, a while back. And it came out of nowhere. And I had trained up and, and practiced four hours a day, six days a week for the Colorado State Championship. And bam, shazam. In, in three minutes, I was knocked out by an illegal move, an illegal hook kick to my head. And we we have those illegal moves that pop in that we're not planning on during our day. And it is a job for Jesus, those emotions. It happens in 125 thousandths of a second. As soon as we see something as a threat outside of us, that's how quickly the brain actually responds uh, to that threat in a protection mode, leaving us only with four reactive choices that that the devil has a heyday with, and that's fight, flight, or freeze. We'll either implode, explode, or both. Stress, my friends, is the power we give. We give it to the outside circumstance to define our worth, our value, and what we believe we're capable of handling successfully. Nothing can trigger us and make us feel inferior or insecure, which is our topic today, except for a consent form signed by us. So what do we do with that? Again, we remember whose we are. We remember the, the, the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave dwells in us. So the question becomes, how do I access that power when I'm emotionally spun into that place of insecurity and doubting myself? Well, today we're going to take a deeper look at one of the four idols that we talked about in last week's podcast. And you're welcome to jump in on this podcast as well, or you can pause this and go back and listen to that podcast from last week, which is entitled, Four Idols Jesus Wants to Drive Out to Set You Free. Four Idols Jesus wants to drive out to set you free. You can go to edgegodin.com, put that in the search bar, four idols, and it'll come up, four idols Jesus wants to drive out to set you free. During Lent, these 40 days, which started on Wednesday, we're going to break those four down. We had the overview in last week's podcast, and in the following weeks, including today, we're going to take one of those idols at a time because each one deserves our full attention so that we can become free from it by the help and strength of God. So today's focus is on insecurity, how to be free from the idol of insecurity. Now, you may hear me say that and you may say, uh, I'm pretty secure. I don't really need this. Stick with us. There are so many different phases and faces of insecurity 
And we don't even know that we're hijacked by it, by the idol of insecurity uh, until it's taken over. And we'll discuss what that might look like today uh, within your own life. And we'll also explore some relief. How do we get that relief? How do we, we, we reset our securities? And, and again, security is placing your security in anything but God. So before we jump in, I know that if I don't invite the Holy Spirit into this podcast, it will fall flat. I can do nothing good on my own. So if you're ever encouraged or something inspires you from one of the Edge God in podcasts, give glory to God because he's having his way with me. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, sweet Jesus, we know that we suffer from insecurity and it comes up in so many ways, Lord. And we can think we're secure. And then all of a sudden there's something that happens or doesn't happen in earth school. And we're tossed into this place of, of, of feeling insecure. And, and too often when we feel insecure and uncertain, about our lives, we do the same exact things that the Israelites did. We, When when Moses disappeared, they became insecure. Where, where's Moses? Where are we going to go? And what they do? They built an idol, a golden calf. And so many times we do that, Lord. And an idol is anything in our lives that, that we're giving primary focus on other than you, whether that be the opinions of other people, our position, our phones, where we spend our time, attention, and our focus, that usually lets us know, Lord, where we've been hijacked. So bring us back today, God. We desire during this Lent to be free from insecurity. And perhaps that's the one thing we will focus on on these next during these next 40 days, is to be free from all insecurity in our lives so that we know that we know you are our security, you are our victory. We can do all things through you. May the words of my mouth, meditations, of my heart be acceptable in your sight for the edification of everyone that's on this call. In your most precious name we pray. Amen. What are you insecure about these days? Come with me on this for a moment. Where in your life are you feeling insecure? You're placing your security in something other than God and, and you're feeling timid. God didn't give us a spirit of timidity, but a power, love, and self-discipline. You're putting your security in something other than God, a certain response, a certain outcome. Um, for me, when I was going through advanced cancer, every single phone call, I put my security in. Um, I pray that they didn't find any more cancer. I pray that it didn't spread through my lymph system. I pray that I didn't have to backtrack on the surgeries. Um, and, and all of those actually uh, happened. And so... I placed my security in that. And so what was I left with was, was discouragement, which is the fourth ordinary activity of the devil. And we've, we've had those podcasts in the past. If you haven't listened to those, um, start with the one, uh, the interview with uh, spiritual warfare wisdom from an exorcist. He, he introduces the four ordinary activities of the devil. And one of them is discouragement. He starts with deception in order to divide us, in order to divert our attention from God. And ultimately he wants to discourage us. Insecurity creates discouragement. Just another pathway the devil uses for one of his ordinary activities on a day-to-day -day basis. God wants us to walk in faith. 
so that we trust him and we don't create our own idols. We're no different than, than the people wandering in the desert. They had Moses and, and they had all the signs and wonders from God. We have, we have the same, same thing. Our hearts are literally idol-making machines. I heard that the other day and I said, man, that is so true. Our hearts are idol-making machines. And as soon as we start to feel insecure or we're not getting the outcome that we want, we start creating an idol. Why? Because we cannot stand the fact that we're losing control and we don't know. One of the greatest strong, well, freeing prayers is, dear God, help me to feel safe whether I know or whether I don't know. Because our need to know creates insecurity in life because we don't know. God knows. In the midst of uncertainty and insecurity, we try to take control and we build these idols. And the idol we're speaking about today is the idol of insecurity. And, and it really is an idol. It's what we talked about in, in last week's podcast. Jesus went in with whips into the temple, driving all of that out. And this is one of the things in your temple he wants to drive out today, all insecurity. He wants your security to be in him alone. When you feel insecure, it's, it's literally a, a gift from God because it's showing you that you're placing your security in something other than God, if that makes sense. <laughs> Think on that one for a moment. Anytime you feel insecure, it is because you are placing your security in, in something other than God. It, it leads to that, that, that emotion, those negative emotions. In the midst of our, our insecurity and uncertainty, we get tired of waiting. So what do we do? And perhaps this is what you're doing. Are you tired of waiting for something? So we take matters into our own hands and we create these golden calves in an attempt to gain control. It's always an attempt to gain control. God, I can't trust that you have my back. Now, this is remember, this is a rinse and repeat program of Satan. Rinse and repeat, same theme, different stage. He wants you to think you can't trust God. When we, do, when we think we can't trust God, what marches in? The idol of insecurity. And an idol is something that we place primary other than God. The insecurity of, of the Israelites when Moses disappeared to get the Ten Commandments, and they started saying to Aaron, hey, you know, make us a God that we can put on the shelf and take down when we need it and put away when we don't because we're in control, right? This is what happens in the midst of insecurity. We create false gods, things that we put our trust in other than God. This is Come with me on this because this is an important piece of understanding the pinnings of insecurity. What is holding insecurity up in my life? God says and invites us. He wants us to walk in faith. He wants us to learn how to walk in faith so that we know that we can trust him. This is, this is oftentimes why we're put in, a, put in a holding pattern. He wants us to trust him and keep trusting him. As I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, there were several points during the five years of treatment during advanced cancer where I put my trust in 
a certain report, a certain test I had run on my blood work, a certain um, biopsy that I had done. And I, and I, I put my security in, in the results of that. And each one did not turn out the way that I wanted it to. And if the Holy Spirit didn't catch me when I was falling, I would have been in the deep pit of just the pit of despair. I would have been tossed in the pit of despair once again of feeling out of control and therefore very insecure and anxious and fearful. So, so let's back up just a little bit. How, how do we know, or how do you know when you are insecure? And I'm, I'm asking you that question. So just for a moment, pause and think about this. How do I know when I'm insecure? What happens when you're insecure? What's the behavior that I would see when you are hijacked by insecurity? That's what God wants to deliver you from. And these 40 days of Lent is a perfect time to do that. He wants to cleanse out the marketplace that we've created for ourselves inside of our temple. And we're starting with insecurity. You know you're insecure when you experience a negative emotion. And it usually comes in in the form of self-doubt, which leads to comparison, thoughts of not enoughness. It's fueled by fear and worry that you're not going to measure up in some way or fall short of people's expectations or your own expectations. We can just camp there and do a whole podcast on your own inner expectations. And do they align with God's expectations? Remember that insecurity is placing your security in anything but God. When was the last time you felt secure with who you are? with the purpose for which your heart beats, with the plan that God has for you? When was the last time that you felt secure? Take a moment to think about that. Hmm. When, did, when was the last time that I felt secure, truly secure, that I knew that I knew that I knew that God had my back? And, and it also, security also usually is a ramification of when you're using the gifts and talents that God's given you for the glory of God. So think think of it that way. When was the last time that you've used your gifts and talents, something that is like breathing to you? Is it communicating? Is it problem solving? Is it getting it done, whatever it is? Do you have the, the talent of um, teaching? Administration? Leadership? Discernment? When was the last time you were using the gifts that God has given you for the glory of God and you felt secure? Remember that that specific emotion that's attached to that. And it always flows from your connection to God and trusting in God. When we realize that we're not our own, that we're here for God, and we, we think less of ourselves. And again, humility, and, and I love this from C.S. Lewis, is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. So it's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And as you think of yourself less, a beautiful thing starts to happen. Security starts to seep in the cracks of our identity. 
as we think more about the needs of other people in front of us, how we can serve them, love them, be with them. Galatians 5, 6, the only thing that counts in this life is faith in Christ, which expresses itself through love. That's the only thing that counts. So when you are thinking of yourself less and thinking of others more and God more, shazam, your, your security is rebooted. Ah, oh, that's right. I'm God's ambassador, and he's making his appeal through me to the world. Well, what is his appeal? His appeal is, I'm giving you a new commandment, as Jesus said, to love one another. So wouldn't it be wonderful at the end of these 40 days? And even if you're listening to this podcast and it's outside of the Lenten season, think of it in, in terms of 40 days. If you focused on 40 days of tossing yourself into the lap of Jesus, dear Lord, help me to think of myself less today and think of you more and think of be able to tune into what you desire for me to do to help another human being. Because that's when security takes over within us because our identity is grounded in who God says we are and not our own expectations or the expectations of the world. I shared this before, but my my fresh or my between my junior and senior year in high school is when I accepted Christ at a ranch out here in Colorado which is how I ended up being out, out here in Colorado, they invited me to a Bible study. And I was just a wayward youth from Long Island. And I did not read my Bible at all. And I thought the book of Psalms was called Palms. I, I, just, I had no, no idea, but I was really hijacked by popularity. And I was very insecure when we're insecure, by the way, we we gravitate toward very ugly behavior, below the line, survival behavior. It's a survival technique. When I'm insecure, then what do I do? I push even more to have more likes on my social media. Um, I post something and then I go back and I look and I see how many people liked it or responded. Um, do not touch, do not taste, my friends. It's all destined to perish with use. And it's like a spoiled child. When we're insecure, it's like a hungry, hung, hung, hungry Hungry wolf, the story of the hungry wolf. Which one do you feed? The gray wolf or the white wolf? Because whichever one you feed grows bigger in your life. So do you feed insecurity or do you feed security in, in Christ? And so back back then, I, I was that was the, the, the shift in my life was when I accepted Christ at 17. And I met someone who loved the Lord and he would often say, if it weren't for my relationship with God, I would rise and fall depending upon how the world judged me. That is a perfect statement as I was meditating on what God wanted to say for today's podcast to describe insecurity when we rise and fall depending upon how the world judges us. Is that you today, my friend? And it, and it, and it ebbs and flows in life. And I remember I placed my security um, in that relationship because I was just new to Christ. I had just accepted Christ. And 
was really into that relationship for, for about a year and he was killed in a car accident my senior year. And so I had a choice to place my security in that relationship, continue to do that, and therefore be tossed into the ordinary activity of the devil, discouragement, or to reestablish my identity. Thank you, God, for these moments that I placed with this person you used to draw me closer to you. So we have that choice every single day. Which wolf are we feeding? The wolf of insecurity or the wolf of security? Just taking that uh, Native American parable of the two wolves. Perhaps you've heard that. Which one are you feeding? The one you feed is the one that grows. The one you starve is the one that disappears. And it's the same th thing with security and insecurity. Which wolf are you feeding today? Let's remember, too, what we do know. That anchors our security. So what do we know as followers of Christ? We know that Jesus is our security, our way, our truth, and our life in John 14, 6. He is our way, our truth, and our life. We also know that the world and its desires are passing away, but, and, the man or woman who does the will of God lives forever. We also know that. It's scripture, 1 John 2, 17. We also know in Matthew 19, 26, that without God, we can do nothing. But with God, all things are possible. Including driving out the idol of insecurity. It's possible, my friend. Placing our security in anything other than God is insecurity. And we know the more we focus on what we do know, that's feeding, feeding the wolf of security, the more we focus on that by reading the scriptures, Lord, no, I know this is not how I wanted this to turn out. This is not what I expected, but you are my way, my truth, and my life. And... I know that with you, I can do all things. I can't tell you how many times I said that. The other the other scripture I, I used was not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. When I do things by my own might and power, which insecurity does, insecurity creates dead works. That means, hey, God, you're not showing up on time. Moses, you're not coming down from the mountain and telling us what to do, so we're just going to create our own golden calf here. God, you're not showing up for me quick enough fast enough, efficient enough. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Here we go. Shazam. I am not trusting that you have my back. That's insecurity. If we trust in anything but God, we will always be insecure. We will, if, if we seek refuge in anything but God, we will always become insecure. When we seek our identity, our identity, who we are, why we're here, why our heart beats in any one or thing other than God, we will become insecure. Remembering Galatians 5, 6, the only thing that counts, my friends, in this life is faith in Christ, which expresses itself through love. When we experience God's unconditional love within us, as we accept and believe in his son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we believe in you. 
We know you have our back. Forgive us for those insecure moments thinking you don't. Forgive us for those moments then when we take control back because you're not working fast enough for us. This is the message of the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son, that those who believe in him, even though they die, yet shall they live. We have salvation. That's our security. Our security is in Christ alone. Christ alone is our strength. We're set free from a life of sin. And sin is simply placing primary in our life any other thing than God. The Lord is our stronghold, my friends. Self-doubt, suspicion, worry, fear is all a crisis of faith, all under the umbrella of insecurity. It's a faith crisis. It's what happened in, in the garden. I, 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 I think God's withholding from me. That was the whole reason why they took a bite of the apple. Satan got them to, to, to not trust God. God's withholding something from you. You can know good from evil. You can't trust him. So you got to take matters in your own hands. So we're doing the same thing. And then we're left wallowing in this place of insecurity. Let me end today's podcast with a reading from the Emotional Intelligence in Christ book, which is available at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. This is an incredible uh, clip in, in the book, page 44, if you have it, Emotional Intelligence in Christ. And it's all about the, the first phase of emotional intelligence in Christ is anchoring your identity in God. It, it, it guides you through how I can do that, how I can give more authority to, to my identity in God than any of the life pop-ups, shiny objects, and the things that happen. And the six-week study guide actually chunks it down even more. Um, you don't have to have one or the other. You can, if, you, if you'd like a study guide and you'd like to just, hey, for six weeks during this Lent, I'm going to take the emotional intelligence in Christ's journey. You can do that with a six-week study guide. Um, or you can, the, the book is is uh, the, the introduction to all four phases as well. Whose Am I focuses on your identity intrinsically within yourself as connected to God in relationship. And this quote is, is by a, a, a beautiful, beautiful follower of Christ, the former CEO of Lead Like Jesus that I sit on the board of, Phyllis Hendry, and she's the co-author of Lead Like Jesus Revisited incredible book as well. As a follower of Jesus, understanding who I am begins with understanding whose I am. Who I am is not externally focused, but internally received as a child of God and follower of Jesus. It seems strange to say whose I am versus who I am. Because of Jesus, my identity is forever changed to the righteousness of God. Similar to the example of a caterpillar which contains the DNA of a butterfly. We mature into who we already are by God's grace and guidance. It's not by our own might and strength. Scripture is full of descriptions of our identity. And this is our security, my friends. Colossians 3.12, we're dearly loved. Romans 4.7, 
we're forgiven. John 15, 9, we're chosen. 1 Peter 2, 9, we're a part of a royal priesthood, a holy nation. The apple of God's eye, Psalm 17, 8, the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14, we're heirs with Jesus. Gosh, Romans 8, 17. Jesus calls us his friends in John 15, 14, and many more. Knowing who I am changes everything. And also, a side note, it drives out insecurity. Just think, right now and in this minute, you are chosen by God. Loved with an everlasting love. Love, forgiven, redeemed, and filled with his Holy Spirit from the top of your head to your toes. Now that's who you are. And there is no external situation that changes the fact of your identity. Our greatest challenge is not accepting and abiding in who we are. As leaders, we must help people understand the significance, the power within us, because of who we are in him. The part about the DNA, that we have the DNA, I mean, think about this, that a caterpillar has the DNA of a butterfly before it even becomes a butterfly. And within the cocoon, I used to teach elementary school in my early 20s, and we've got those little cocoons. And so I've seen them from the time that they were caterpillars, and then they spun the cocoon, and then they became butterflies. It's unbelievable if you've never seen the process. In the cocoon, you can still see the, the little, little um, uh, caterpillar moving around. And so it, it kind of moves around. And before it hatches, it's kind of, you can see it moving around, and it, it looks like it's struggling. Obviously, it is. And in that struggle, the wings are actually being developed to fly. So our security, when we're secure in God, even in difficult times, for light and momentary troubles, my friends, according to Paul, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we can consider ourselves fortunate when all kinds of trials come our way, for if by faith we anchor our security in Christ alone, We'll be able to endure even more, and I can attest to that. So grateful I'm still wearing the earth suit to remind you of this today, that whatever you're going through, God is developing your wings so that you can fly because you have the DNA of God within you, and he doesn't waste suffering. So embrace the cross and the hardship with full confidence of the one who calls you, who is faithful, and he will do it. Place your security in God alone. In God alone. He is our victory, always our victory, no matter how dark the night gets. And even in spite of losing my hair, my marriage, my breasts, uh, having fear of not 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 um, being able to uh, provide for my children and my family, all of that, God was sovereign and he was developing wings. So which wolf are you feeding today? Security or insecurity? Your identity in Christ? Let's do this more today, my friend, than yesterday. Think of yourself less. Think of God more. Think of yourself less. Think of other people more. 
And remember whose you are, your identity. You have the DNA of the living God within you. And he's placed within you that ability to transform and to use all circumstances for a greater good than had they not occurred. So these little inchworms or these little caterpillars that are moving around, all of a sudden, they, they have the ability to crack that little cocoon and they start moving their wings to push it open, which looks like a huge struggle. I've seen it. And yet it's the one thing that strengthens the wings so that it can fly. So keep your security grounded in God alone. And I'll end with Psalm 62. 1 through 2 and 5 through 8. This is, I'm going to give you a little bit of, of Lenten practice. Go to Psalm 62. Write these scriptures down and carry them with you. Read them throughout your day on these 40 days to remind your mind of what your soul always knows. Our victory lies in God, and he is always in charge and always in control. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. He is our security. He is the one that drives out all insecurity. That's Psalm 62, 1 through 2 and 5 through 8. Notice how many times it says, in God alone. Not in any shiny object out there. Not placing your, your security in, in your social media or the reactions or responses of other people. He alone is our refuge. He alone is our fortress. He alone is our rock. And our rest comes only from God. Our true rest comes only from God. In God alone, he is our hope, our rock, our fortress, our salvation. So we can trust in him. Isn't that great? You can trust God and know that he's bigger than anything that is fueling insecurity in your life today. Know that you are deeply loved, my friend, and God sees you, and he knows how this is going to work out. We know how it ends. Victory lies in the lap of God. So there's no need for insecurity, because our security is in the one who created everything including the DNA within us that makes us part of his holy priesthood, a royal nation, and we belong to God. Give him heaven out there, my friends. Enjoy your Lenten season, and really, truly, anything that you do, pause and ask yourself, does this 
help me grow closer to God? Does this help me grow closer to God? And remember, the only thing that counts is faith in Christ expressing itself through love. God bless you, and I look forward to continuing the Lenten journey with you next week. Enjoy your gift of life. Give him heaven. <laughs>